Hey, Emma. Hello. You... Oh, Hi. Yeah. Hello. Hey, hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Eugenia? <laughs> I'm very good. All is fine. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, it's quite clear. Uh, so let's start. Um, uh, where should we begin? Um, let's start from like the first question as you would like to, to ask me about, about the background and experience. <clears throat> Great. So let's start from there. Um, okay. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your work and how long have you been with Seedstart? Um, well, um, I'm Ukrainian and I was born in Odessa. So I actually moved to Kiev recently. Oh, this is so bad. No, let's start again. I'm going to um, snooze all my, my, my notifications. Sure. Can we? Yeah. Sure, wait, yeah. wait a sec. Just was not super prepared, like super packed day. Um, okay. Sorry. Once again, let's start again. Not an issue. Are you going to ask the question again? Uh, no, you can just uh, continue. Okay. Uh, so um, I'm Ukrainian and I was born in Odessa, even though my hometown is Kiev right now. Um, I studied in two universities. One is uh, the most, let's say, known university in Kiev, which is Tereshevchenko National University. I've got a master's diploma of international relations and Spanish translation. And then I uh, had a double diploma program in uh, University of Nicosia, which is in Cyprus. And I studied European studies there. So these are, let's say, my main uh, backgrounds. Um, talking about work experience, um, I've been representing University of Nicosia in Ukraine. Then I joined the project. Um, called Babiar Holocaust Memorial Center in Kiev. We were building a memorial center for the victims of Babiar tragedy in Ukraine, and it's still in force. Like, it's still, uh, they're still working on this project. And um, I was doing their, um, let's say, executive assistance and then international partnership officer job. So I was connecting, uh, let's say, future center of Kiev to the world. And uh, I tried to organize exhibitions there about our history, for example, in European Parliament, we right. had one. And so from there, I realized that I love events management. And um, this is something that gives me inspiration. And I searched for uh, companies that actually do that. And I joined Seedstars since September 2018. OK, so it's uh, roughly a year now. Um, yeah. Say it again, please. Um, so you've been with Seed Start for less than a year. It's uh, going to be oh, a no. year in September. No, in September. In September 2018, I'm oh, more. I December, sorry. Yeah. So I'm with work Seedstar anniversary. Hello? Can you say it again? Yeah, yeah. Happy work anniversary. Um where I am now. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm right now in Kazakhstan in uh, Nur Sultan. This okay. is the capital of Kazakhstan which is former Astana because okay. I'm organizing event here. Okay, okay, that's nice. 
so how um, does working remotely affect the work and or role you play in your organization? Um, because you are saying you're an event manager and you sort of bring things together to work events out. How is it possible for uh, you to manage things remotely? Because sometimes event management needs the person on site. Yeah, exactly. So um, I joined Sea Stars as a traveling associate. So the world traveling means like I'm travel All right. from country to country to organize events, even though most of the events are organized remotely because you need to first let's say, get everything ready and then come and have this event on site. So what um, help us? It's first of all, our Seed Stores ambassador. We have one person on site, but they are just, let's say, supporters uh, when they um, help us organizing the event. But mostly, uh, like, we do everything remotely. So we have, like, as, for example, now, uh, remote work is the, let's say, the concept of my work, the essence of my work, uh, because I've started organizing this event in Kazakhstan, which is Sea Star Summit CEE in November. I started organizing it in May, in May 2019. So I've been organizing it for all these months remotely. Okay. Um, so on the day or probably, let's say, the week of that event, you have to be on site or can... Or is that not a necessity? Um, it is a necessity uh, because, uh, well, we can organize remotely, like inviting people. We can sign agreements remotely with the venue. We can uh, search and request catering, for example. Mm -hmm. But the event itself, like emceeing events or doing boot camp or doing any presentation, of course, Seed Star's team and I, in this case, um, ha has to be on site. Right. So they have to be present. All right. So um, now a little more about Seed Start, if we can discuss that a bit. And uh, I would like to know a little bit more about Seed Start. Um, yeah. Does it look to fund software ventures and put entrepreneurs through a three-month program? Uh, so share a bit more about the uh, what the program entails and is it looking to push new ideas only or can some established new ventures also apply for this? Uh, so let's say that, um, you know, there's a startup that's already been working for roughly, say, a couple of months. Um, do you allow them to be a part of Seed Start as well or are you just looking for very fresh ideas? Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so dividing your question into parts, mm -hmm. I would start that Seedstars is a Swiss-based company and okay. we, we have one main goal, which is impacting people's lives in emerging markets. It's our mission uh, through technology and entrepreneurship. So we have three main uh, activities that we connect. We connect startups with mentors, with investors, with all relevant stakeholders that we have in our network. We build companies. So we build companies from the scratch. Let's say we have our own seed stars uh, startups. Mm -hmm. And we invest. So this part of that we invest, it, it's also like one of the main activities because uh, we are doing competitions for startups. These pitching competitions are aimed to spotting or finding the most investable startup in the country. So 
we have, let's say, three stages of this competition, uh, which is called local event. Uh, you can find um, all the events that we have at seedstarsworld.com. So we have this event, we choose the most investable startup. Um, saying about the three months program that you said, this is a little bit different activity that we also do. It's called investment readiness program. So it helps startups to get ready for investments or having negotiations with the investor faster and in a proper way. Right. So this is like two types, uh, let's say, um, of program because it's investment readiness program, but we can do it on site, which is in our hubs, in our seat spaces, or it can be remotely with right. a virtual program. This is another activity. And answering your question about the startups who would love to apply for this pitching competition, uh, we have two basic criteria. We work with seed stage, seed stage, I'm sorry, startups uh, who already have a minimum viable product, so-called right. MVP, right. and they have uh, a maximum of half a million dollars of funding to date. So they don't uh, need to receive more than this amount uh, up to date when they apply for our competition. Right. Um, yeah, so this is the criteria. Interesting. Uh, does the accelerator push for non-conforming workspaces or integrates new ways of working? What does that look for greater uh, employment opportunities for around for uh, the global setup? Um, in this sense, I'm sorry, I'll just uh, try and explain this a bit more. Um, I know you yourself are a remote worker, so obviously that is um, part of um, the new way of working, so to speak. Um, does your accelerator push that even further? Um, so um, I would answer that yes, but uh, like, yeah, you're right that we are doing the, uh, let's say, remote work, all the stuff or all the employees of Seedstars, we are working remotely because we are operating in five regions in MENA, in uh, LATAM, in Asia, Africa, and uh, Central Eastern Europe and Central Asia. So having the office in Geneva, it's, let's say, our head headquarters. So right. all the local teams are there, even though they can organize events in Switzerland. So they're doing it, again, remotely from their regions. Right. This is number one. Speaking about them, if we uh, push this non-confirming work um, uh, attitude, uh, yes, we do. First of all, as I've already mentioned, even though we have seed stories um, hubs, which are which are called seed spaces, mm -hmm. uh, we also uh, launched the virtual program, uh, like to uh, allow people to join um, not only in the hubs but also online uh, this program and and uh, let's say do it in in their um, appropriate time they want to. Um, so, and uh, another thing, which is, uh, again, about seed spaces, we uh, invite startups to join our co-working and co-living. Like seed space itself, it's co-working and co-living. We have 15 seed spaces around the world. And this is, let's say, startup-focused hubs. Uh, so this is also, let's say, um, 
uh, how would I call it, like supporting a remote work by offering these uh, places um, for for startups. So what does uh, what do these fifteen co-working spaces offer their um, setups, the startups that do eventually come and sit there? What are the possibilities uh, that they get? Uh, yeah, so first of all, it differs from region to region. In one region uh, or in one country, we have seat space just co-working or co-working together with co-living, like co-living, let's say, in a basic word, is a hostel. Right. Uh, if we speak about co-working mainly, it's just... Um, uh, strategy, again, strategy is different from country to country, as we have an, in our Kazakhstan seat space in Nur Sultan, we have possibility of uh, paying the monthly fee for having a stable place in the office, like a normal co-working uh, setup. Mm -hmm. Then it can be offices, which are with a closed door, and you have you can have here your team of three, five people. Um, and uh, and then yeah, like you can get a day pass as well, so you can work only like several days as you wish. So this is the, the main criteria. And we also, of course, have events and the conference rooms, like all here included. And the events are mostly for startups and uh, local ecosystem. Interesting. Um, do you think that remote, uh, working remotely affects employment opportunities in the host company or area? Um, because obviously, uh, suppose if uh, somebody's sit, uh, sitting in New York, but hiring somebody from across the globe, so what do you think is the impact on employment opportunities in the host city or host country? Are you, I mean, you know, does it feel as if you're taking away job opportunities from people from the local area? Uh, no, I don't think so that people are thinking that it is strange, something like unconventional and they would never do it. Um, first of all, like I'm, originally from Ukraine and in Ukraine for example is super popular to have um, to work for um, for a company which is um, abroad uh -huh. so um, first of all yeah it's IT sphere and uh, like support and any other services like we do have and even in my network I have a lot of people who are working for the companies in Europe or in US so this is kind of very welcomed, I would say, or even popular to do so, because uh, first of all, we have in Ukraine a possibility to get them, um, let's say in English, it's a little bit difficult to translate, maybe not understandable, but it's kind of st status of entrepreneur, like individual can get these status and pay like not a lot of taxes for them, uh, for the salary they get. This is number one. And uh, secondly, I wanted also to emphasize the tendency in general in the offices in right. Ukraine. Like we do, like really, like maybe it's uh, going from Soviet Union or in general, uh, it's popular to work in the office. Like your office manager, office administrator, or just having a place in the office, it's not, I, I would even doubt the word popular, it's like standard. If you're working in the office, it's cool. But now we are getting out of this uh, tendency or out of this um, stereotype because I worked in the office for several years and we started to have home offices. So you are taking one day in week 
to work from home or you can travel somewhere and get like home office on Friday and get Saturday and Sunday visiting another country, even though, okay, you work on Friday. So I would say that um, in Ukraine and in the region, the remote work affects employment very much, but in a positive way. Okay, um, so what do you think is integral for uh, all this to work out? The work ethic, uh, the mindset of the remote worker. Obviously, this comes from uh, you and your personal choices and your personal timetable and, you know, the like. What, what is the regimen of a remote worker? Yeah, so, um, well, apart from that is, uh, let's say, popular or uh, we promote it as well somehow because I'm even doing it uh, subconsciously because I'm posting that I'm working here and there and people think that I'm traveling like just uh, having fun and I'm like no guys I'm working and I'm getting the inspiration out of that so first of all it's a little bit connected with traveling as traveling is really popular now and opening the countries and discovering the countries so people prefer to do that this is number one and uh, also, uh, what I wanted to say regarding like what is the integral part from for employer to get these people on board is maybe work-life balance, right. because it's very important now. Like people sometimes can uh, a little bit lose the limits while working. If the work is really interesting, they get into it and they're working like nonstop 24 hours and then they get a burnout and it's like not possible. So this, let's say, creation of work-life balance environment through, I don't know, let's say uh, the company launches uh, beer nights uh, in remotely even. So they kind of block the in the calendar, there the time so the employees can go and really have beer during this time. So at least finding these ways to you know to keep this basic work-life balance in in remote work uh, environments. Okay, um, then what do you think is the future of remote working, and how are places like Seedstart going to push such employment opportunities to the forefront? Uh, well, for me, remote working is a future. It's not like uh, even a question because I'm working now for the Seed Star Summit in Kazakhstan and I'm onboarding speakers and they are great founders of like really um, good companies all over the world, like in US and in, and in Europe. And they are saying that their workers are remote workers. And I'm like, really? And they say, yes. Because, and this is the, what I find in Seed Stories as well, it's because it gives, first of all, inspiration, mm -hmm. then willingness to work, because you can work from any part of the world, you can travel, you can manage a time yourself, like have a, let's say, concept uh, with a laptop by the sea, which I really like, um, and, um, and really like, enjoy your life let's say working so the work will be super smooth uh, so i guess um like having all this in mind we we can really say that that yeah it, this is our future uh about the seed stars um this is a good question if we are going to push such employment opportunities uh to be honest we do not need to push even 
because it's our value. Like we have uh, values in the company and one of them is independently together. So being worldwide organization, which is operating in those five regions. Mm -hmm. So we are uh, working on the same product, on the same event, on the same, let's say, strategy mission, all together with this uh, remote work. Oh, so that's, that's an integral part of uh, Seed Start to begin with. So absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's uh, interesting to know. Um, do you think there's going to be another paradigm shift in the working atmosphere? Um, like, obviously, like you were discussing how it used to be a standard to go to office, um, a nine to five job and, you know, having office managers, supervisors, administrators, and then slowly and steadily it started shifting um, a day at home, a couple of days at home and then going fully remote and um, including the fact that now that you're traveling around and working while traveling and people are confusing your work-life balance themselves although you know that you know you're putting in your hours and everything we've already seen a paradigm shift from the standard working environment to a remote working environment do you think there's going to be a further shift in paradigm or is this just going to be going back and forth in standard and remote working? Um, well, in my opinion, um, there is still a gap, let's say, in our region, which is need to be filled with remote work. So people are still working in the offices. Like talking about further future, uh, and they would say about AI and everything like super technological and innovative. I'm not sure where where can it go, but um, nowadays, like remote work, I think is a is a paradigm which is the, um, it's 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 gonna be uh, remaining at least for for a lot of time. I think so because well, we still need to get this shift, and then we can we can see uh, where this one can bring to like consequences of this one. And uh, like talking about in general, um, in general about like how uh, people think now, it's they don't want to work at all. So they, it's not even like um, remote work, but it's like getting money out of air or out of, I don't know, their knowledge, not even remotely. So maybe something like this will influence, even though I, I don't really know. Uh, but as a start, this uh, remote working style that I love to, to call lifestyle, which is equal for me, uh, remote working and lifestyle. Wow, that uh, for sure has become a lifestyle uh, way of working, that's for sure. Because um, so many people, including yourself, have uh, integrated work so seamlessly into their, um, you know, personal lives that um, there's hardly any, um, you know, any distinction between work and life now. Yeah, and you actually mentioned that I'm putting my hours at Seed Stars. We are not counting hours at all. You can work 24 hours, or tomorrow you can work two hours nobody counting the hours the main idea is to follow values one of those is get your shit done 
right. with you. Whatever you're doing this at night, morning, during one day, in 30 minutes, we do not care. But here is a very interesting trick, which I realized, like you are having this um, freedom of doing like anytime you want, but you are so into these tasks, you're so interested. So you want to follow and follow and follow. So you, you like work all the time, <laughs> or you have this lifestyle of working, even though if you need to go like to, to grab some coffee with a friend, you can do it. Like there is no, you know, like this stability, which is from one side is really good. And from another side, this, you know, red light is um, work-life balance. Um, so taking both comments into account, uh, do you think there might be burnout uh, for remote workers in such a situation where they cannot stop thinking about work 24-7 because um, although your hours are not being counted, but your outcomes sort of are. So... You know. um, very, very good uh, and very, let's say, philosophical question. Uh, yes, of course, there can be um, work, oh, I'm sorry, burnouts uh, in place, but how to, let's say, avoid and prevent them, this needs to go probably from the company uh, where these remote workers are uh, in explaining how to organize your work. For example, we have a lot of calls in our company. We're mostly doing monthly calls, week, weekly calls, and uh, daily sometimes. So we are asking our peers, like if we have a, a newbie, a newcomer, we ask the, the team who is working already, like, what do you, what do, you do to, to keep your, um, not even work-life balance, but at least organize your work and, and not being emerged in millions of tasks? So, for example, we share the tips like don't uh, read your emails um, straight away. Uh, take your notifications off, like don't use notifications of your email. Block the, um, the appropriate time in your calendar, let's say one hour in the morning and uh, one hour in the evening to get through your emails. Right. So this, uh, let's say cold-hearted and logical approaches which are sometimes uh, rational sometimes maybe a little bit irrational but they do help to prevent these burnouts okay right so and uh, secondly you'd also mentioned about how the employer uh, needs to sort of chalk out events on the calendar for the employees their remote employees about going out and having fun you know letting your hair down having a beer catching up with friends for coffee, etc. So those blocked out times are only for fun and no play. Uh, sorry, no work. All play and no work. Mm, yeah, but at least like find this timing. Yeah, find a little bit of time for yourself. This is right. crucial. This is crucial. People are like... Uh, they can work, they have a big capacity, well, depending on the person, but in general, they have a capacity of work, but sometimes, yeah, you, you feel that some people have limits. So it's better to prevent all, all of that and um, well, have, have this time for beer, for dancing, maybe. Um, yeah. 
Interesting. So, well, uh, these were all my questions. If there anything, uh, there's anything you would like to add to them or, you know, something that you think has been missed out and you want to share something of your own, please, I would love to hear more about it. Uh, well, I can talk about Seed Stars and about uh, remote work for ages because I've been volunteering for uh, student organizations, for European forums. So for me, it's like very close, let's say, thing that I, I prefer to work with and uh, my, let's say, lifestyle, as I mentioned already. Um, well, I, I don't have a lot to add. I just probably wanted to empower people not to be afraid to go out from the offices maybe it's a little bit promotional but just it's it's really my personal uh, view and my personal opinion uh, because you open your horizons you open your eyes and you see that there are a lot of people who are um, next to you and you can work in the co-working you can find the friends and get getting like coffee in the cafeteria and work from there it also can bring you new connections all of that is really really empowerful at certain point and uh, inspirational and uh, yeah it would not be me if i don't invite uh, people who are listening to this podcast uh, to the sister summit sea in the end of november which is 22nd of november in kazakhstan in in the capital of kazakhstan which is nur sultan um, where else um, do you think Seedstart is going to open up shop or offices or whatever? Um, like you've already mentioned five regions and how many countries exactly? Uh, now we are present in more than 90 countries. Oh, wow. Um, so where else do you wish to take Seedstart? Where else uh, do, you see, do you see Seedstart? Um, the, you know, emerging um, economies with um, their concentration on technology and exporting technology, uh, so to speak, and exporting their um, remote working, um, you know, hours for that. Uh, where, where else do you see Seed Start uh, taking root? Uh, well, yeah, you've mentioned uh, correctly that we are operating in emerging markets and um, we are targeting sometimes like country uh, of, let's say, emerging country and the cities in these countries. Um, precisely, let's say we had last year Ukraine, but not only capital, which is Kyiv, but like three more cities there. So we are going to smaller cities, not to the capitals. Uh, what I mean by present, it's mostly that we organize uh, pitching competition and we have the boot camp and we get to know uh, local ecosystems uh, in general, like meeting the hubs and mentors and some ecosystem uh, players who are in this or that country. Uh, this year, we actually opened uh, quite a lot of new destinations. We had uh, Seed Stars local event in Samoa, in uh, in southeastern Asia, and we had um, we also had in Fiji. So we tried, um, let's say, unconventional places, and there are startups which are really good. And um, so we got uh, the competition over there. So in case you want to check, like how was it, or um, photos from there, everything is in seastoriesworld.com website. 
Okay, that's that's interesting. We will uh, definitely try to add uh, all this information collectively. And um, it was so nice discussing um, remote working and seed start with you. I I kind of learned a lot um, <laughs> about you know how how passionate somebody can be about remote working. Yeah, thank you very much, and thank you also. I'm I'm happy that this question is rising, and we are yeah we are tackling this this thing because it's it's really cool. Remote working is is really nice. Indeed, indeed, that is for sure. And I hope uh, anybody who's listening to this podcast understands that uh, for both the employer as well as the employee, um, remote working can be very beneficial for both. Um, and they do need to have some integral um, sort of pointers that each needs to understand and implement for it to work out uh, perfectly. And I hope anyone who listens to this podcast is inspired by it. Great. Yes. Uh, so nice chatting with you. And I hope we can uh, get back to you for some other um, interesting podcast or topic. Same here. And yeah, reach out to me. I am always happy to share in the knowledge and insights I have. Great, great. So nice speaking to you. Thank you very much. Same, same here. Have a nice evening or day. <laughs> okay, same to you. Bye, bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.